Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Going Off Track. Hello. Hello. What you're hearing is Stephen and Brad. That's us. You too, man. Don't tell me, yourself short. And me. My name's Jonah. Uh, Mike was supposed to be here, but he couldn't. He, was, <laughs> he can't be here. Uh, usually Mike he's so does, bummed he's not here. Usually Mike uh, doesn't make it because, you know, working, something awesome. But, CIA. But he bought, don't, dude. Seriously, <laughs> now now it's out. Now we, now we can't take that back. But if you. Now it's known. I was trying to make it sound like mm-hmm. a joke so that nope. people would then not think that he was in I the thought was, I thought it was a joke. Now you kind of, nope, Mike, now Mike you're is, the one that exposed I it. I have to. Mike is in Langley. He's uh, working on uh, the Born Legacy 2, <laughs> um, uh, red, white, and blonde, and he's just really proud of it. No, his hot, his hot water heater exploded. Yeah. <laughs> exploded. It exploded. He yeah. sent this email about oh. stuff with his house, and as soon as I saw it, I just, like, tuned out. I was like, this is a bunch of stuff I don't understand and never will have to deal with. Yeah, because you're not a but homo. Have, yeah, but I have a hole in my roof where water comes in. <laughs> and But you're not responsible for it. I'm not responsible for it, but it's negative 1,000 degrees <laughs> and it's freezing in my room. Uh. But I have a heating pad, so things are looking up. Wow. Uh, in your t- bed? In my bed. <laughs> It's for my back problems, but now I just kind of like it. Nice. You can't have back problems if you do as much yoga as you do. That's why I have, I have a yoga-related back injury that oh. I've been getting help for. It's, it's kind of boring. Anyways, today on the podcast, <laughs> our guest, Taryn Killam. Dude, like, we've been wanting to get Taryn on for so long. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of his. I didn't see him on Mad TV, but I did see him on Scrubs, and I was like, this Scrubs, so damn funny and just something special about him, and damn it, he proved that correct. Yes. You may also know him from Saturday Night Live. Um, and his new comic book. His new comic book. It's called, The Illegitimates. It's the on Illegitimates. IDW. Yes, and it's <clears throat> it's great. I went to a party when he released it and got a copy, and it's super awesome. And we talk a lot about comics and sort of the illegitimates how it came together which i thought was kind of maybe something different for him it's cool it's fascinating i, I mean love it's crazy it. he bankrolled it like it's really like it's really impressive he you know he's he's he can he can do that also you know we, we talk about how um <clears throat> he got started and you know you know i have one of those people where you're like oh cool the good ones it does happen yeah of course you know he works his ass off he happens to be funny as hell but he's cool 
Yeah, super cool. Very friendly. Because there's some people you meet and you go, how did you fall up? Because there is that phrase, shit floats. But uh, he is the complete opposite of that. I've just been a fan <laughs> forever. Like, you can't say something nice about someone without like disparaging like um, an imaginary person. No, no. I have to disparage imaginary <laughs> people because once the imaginary people unionize... And come after us, there's just no stopping them. Yes, that is true. You got to keep them in their place. Mm -hmm. Keep them at bay. They messed with me when I was a kid. My imaginary friends were just, they were angry. Yes. And they didn't like anyone. I understand. But yeah, you can, um, you should check out Taryn's comic book. There's, um, you know, he's putting out a whole run of them, I believe. Yeah, I think the first. I think the first six or seven are are finished, and he's going to have a trade come out at some point if you're a a trade waiter like myself. Yeah, so wait for the trade or buy the individuals. Um, You can check them out every Saturday night on TV with my sister. Yeah, with your sister. Um, He started the same year as Vanessa, correct? He did start the same year as Vanessa. So it's been like, what, five years now? Four? This is their fourth season. That's so crazy, dude. Pretty crazy. So time moves fast, and... That's a fact. That is a fact. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, let's let Taryn talk about comedy and music and be awesome. This is like the least intimidating version of the basic instinct <laughs> in, interrogation scene. Like I'm going to uncross my legs and you'll just see my pants <laughs> and cross them back yeah. and none of you will be turned on. I was a little turned on. Or, well, <laughs> a little bit turned on. Today on Going Off Track, our guest is Taryn Killam from Saturday Night Live. Hello. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks Thanks for having me, buddy. Yes. Great yeah. to see you. Good to be here. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New, Happy New, New Year, Year to you. I Happy give Year. myself to the 15th, so I, there's <laughs> I literally that. a day longer from when we recorded this. Where I feel, I, You get half a month, I feel. Yeah. yeah. And then if you haven't seen people by then, you know, it's like, oh my God, good to see you. It's not... It's not trivial enough to be like, hey, happy new year. We haven't seen each other since since the turn of the new year. It's more often like we haven't seen each other in a long time and we should catch up on more important stuff than, you know, the turning of the Christian calendar year. Yeah. You know, Christian stuff. We have to yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have to know you started at SNL the same year that Vanessa did, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was stoked that you were getting on the show because I've been a fan of yours since scrubs oh that's awesome and um oh god now, I, now i'm blanking on the name jimmy that's, the overly affectionate orderly yeah touch touchy over overly touchy <laughs> orderly but that yeah that's enough yeah i familiar with this character it's so damn funny and it they did a series of webisodes yeah exactly yeah that's that's all bill lawrence who created scrubs and before that spin city and yes. since that cougar town cougar town correct um who's very good to me he he cast me in a pilot when I was I think twenty two or twenty three, uh, and and he's just a if he if you get along with him he's an incredibly loyal guy. Cougar Town is that show that every episode is titled after a Tom Petty song. Is that true? Yeah, oh, every, I didn't know every that. Episode, yes. Oh, that's awesome. Why do I know that? <laughs> Why do you? Know that's that? really weird. All right, you, I mean you're a Bill Lawrence fan. <laughs> I'm obviously. a Bill Lawrence fan, yeah. but I never watched Spin City because I don't like. Um, sitcom i don't like laugh sure. i don't like people laughing i like the sort of. live version because uh, i do watch saturday night live yeah yeah, yeah. And have for i mean ever uh but you're a mad tv alum too right i yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, a, a lifetime ago mm-hmm. i did half a season on that when i was 19 19 yeah yeah damn now how did you get that were you doing improv in that LA? was a, no that was a complete fluke um in sort of how circles come back around, I, I had the same managers, Keenan, at that time. I no longer do, but 
um, Mad TV called wanting to audition Keenan. And I think he passed on it. Uh, but my representation at the time knew I was funny, but I, I had never taken an improv course. I'd never performed stand-up. At that point, I was just kind of high-energy, funny guy, and and always could kind of do impressions. Um, and, the, and they're like, you should see this guy, and, and it just sort of snowballed out of control, and I ended up get, fooling everybody and getting it. What um, season was that? Who was from the other it cast It was members? seven. It, so it was... It was um, Alex Borstein, she left halfway through the okay. season. It was Will Sasso's last season. Um, so I was there funny. with Michael McDonald, Mo Collins, Andy Daly, Stephanie Weir. Um, a lot of crazy, talented, good performers. You know, um, how did they treat you being like the youngest? Obviously, how old was everybody yeah. else? Like, you know, mostly. I'll say. I'll. Uh, I think. I think the next oldest was a girl I got hired with. Uh, Catherine Fiore, who is maybe five years older than me. Um, and then everybody else was almost a good 10 years older. Like, did um, they take you under think, their wing or were they like, yeah, kid? Uh, honestly, I, w- I would probably say for the most part, a little dismissive just because that's the energy of that environment. Not not out of, uh, they didn't intentionally make, try to make me feel bad, but you're so, you know, it's kind of the same at, at SNL. You're just, you get consumed by your own thing. Um, but there were people who did look out for me and, and on the cast, Sasso, uh, was, was the guy who did that the most. I also came in with, uh, as I said, Catherine and Bobby Lee. Um, so I felt, I felt close to those guys, but then on the writing side, a lot of the writers were, took sympathy on this (laughs) kid who was in way over his head. Um, and Michael Hitchcock, uh, who's been in a bunch of the Christopher Guest movies, he's, he plays, um, you know, uh, uh, in Best in Show, he uh, is uh, is the guy who who's obsessed with his Greyhound. You know, the Jake yeah, catalog yeah. couple. Yeah. He's that guy in in, in, uh, he's in Waiting Gu- for Guffman. He's, he's, in he's Guffman. A, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, he's the drugstore <laughs> that owner. That kid stole who, my yeah. Post and machine. he is bad news. And, yeah, exactly. Oh, like I love that. Yeah, dude. and you know, Corky said he couldn't reschedule mm-hmm. the auditions, and that's, you know, he's the masters. I wish I was in the show. Um, <laughs> my wife had listed on her like MySpace page that she was from uh, Nibali. Amazing. Like, like when N- we first, Nibale, when we first met and I was like, all right. Wait. Oh, yeah. She's a keeper. We're in. She's We're good. Keeper. I back it. That's amazing. So are you the only person who was on Mad TV and no, SNL? One other guy, Je- Jeff Richards, um, who he did Drunk Girl on SNL, which was at the time maybe my favorite character that was being done it was an update character huh. and he's like do you want to know do you want to know do you remember that mm-hmm. uh, yeah yep. it, i mean it's hilarious look at he he's he's really funny and he was on i think a season and change maybe maybe two seasons i'm not sure um but he he did it first where are you from originally southern california oh well oh you're the oh you're the one yeah that's me i know the only native i was wondering who went into the industry i feel like (laughs) los angeles and southern california is full of (laughs) natives but they you know not native americans not the you know indigenous people but like people who who were born and raised there american indians yeah not 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 that nation Mm. um but just just people of all colors and dreams uh And, and but I but I do feel like people who who are born there and stay there tend to just be doctors and you know, lawyers and you know like mm-hmm. just go you know at Los Angeles is full of people with regular jobs too. It just happens that a lot of the industry people are transplants. 
I bag it. Now, where's the name Taryn come from? Are your parents big Chronicles of Pure Dane fans? Exactly, yeah. Bullshit. Are they no, really? Yeah. Lloyd Alexander book. I yeah, swear to Pride God. I, that's Taryn. P- how do you pronounce it? I've always said Pride and Chronic. You say Pure Dan? Pure Dane. Pure Dane. I yeah. love it. At least when I was a kid, that's, that's awesome. what I pronounced. Yeah, I love it. What is that? It's, um, do you remember Disney? Yeah, Disney's, Disney's worst animated movie. They did the Black Cauldron. They ruined it. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically <laughs> yeah. not the Black Cauldron. It's basically the Book of Three. Right. It's the first one. 100%. Nerd. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but as a kid, I remember thinking, like, Taryn is the most beautiful name. If I ever have a kid, oh. I'm going to n- name them Taryn because it could be male or female. And the door was shut so hard by my wife. Oh, wow. It didn't happen. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Invite me over for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that turned out all right. <laughs> well, no, when, when, when you were on SNL, because I always knew you as, as Jimmy the Overly Touchy Orderly, didn't yeah. know your name. Yeah. Um, there was like, Taryn Kelly's like, I wonder. Yeah, 100%. Your parents are really big Lloyd Alexander My fans. dad. Yeah, my dad. There's also a tradition kind of that my dad started and, and might end with him <laughs> of uh, the initials for four or five generations of the males in my family are THK. Our initials are THK. So he knew he wanted to find a T name, and he loved that series. Um, when he was in college, he discovered it. And um, I like it way better than Chronicles of Narnia because it's not allegory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's super fun. I mean, it, it's it's like kid light yeah. uh, Tolkien, you know? Yeah, completely. Yeah. I back it, all you readers out there. Yeah. Terran Wanderer, book four. Exactly. That's all you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kesselier, yeah. Uh, the Horn King, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, they are. They're great guys. I'll check it out. Jonah and I are anyway, both uh, anyway, we're here talking uh, kid fantasy fiction in the Converse Music Studio. I also recently read Terrence's comic book, Illegitimate, yeah. and it is so awesome. Have you, have you oh, gotten thanks. it yet? No, not yet. Steven is a huge comic book person. Oh, so dude. I, I would love to hear what you think. I, well, I love the... Um, I love the theme of it. It's the a 007. It's all his illegitimate kids, right? Exactly. Yeah, five of them. Yeah. That's brilliant. Anytime, oh, thanks, that's brilliant. Anytime there's an idea that I haven't heard, because if you're a big comic book fan, you're like, oh, they're doing that again. Oh, that's a yeah. neat take. But this is something I haven't heard yet. Oh, cool. Oh, thank it. you so much. I back, yeah. it a lot. I back um, anything original and comic. So, yeah, again, that's cool. <laughs> oh, and it's thanks. cool that they're not, re- again, the same thing like you were saying, everything. Oh, they're redoing that again. It's like, when you, read, right. it's like when you read Saga by Brian K. Vaughn, you're like, oh. Oh shit! Oh, the, oh, he's, where did isn't the, he oh, brilliant? Damn it! I know. Why the Last Man is one of my, I think, may, probably my favorite title ever. Oh really? Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, it it's I, I'm I'm been a, a fan of comics for a long time. Uh, was you know sort of the second dream after SNL, and uh, and and in some ways the first because SNL was sort of sort of came later in life. Like after Mad, before that, before Mad TV, I was just an actor kid. And then that kind of thrust me into comedy and and up until then, always an SNL fan, but it wasn't a reality. It was not something I could conceive of achieving. It was kind of like, well, that's a different world. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not like those people. Uh, and then after Mad TV, it, it became a possibility. So I went back to Groundlings and started training. But comic books, um, yeah, uh, my, my whole life, I, I, I kind of came into it. <clears throat> through uh the x-men animated series and jim lee's x-men number one uh all all iterations yeah all yeah. covers yeah yeah Jerk. exactly Jerk exactly face. all of the shifted wraparounds and yeah ruined it for everybody oh yeah well I, I i i did some work for mtv and this website uh now defunct called mtv geek and i got to interview jim lee a couple of times and i had to go you know you that was a really dicky move just because so you had to have them all. So many different variant covers. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you knew he had to buy them. He was like, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, punk yeah. ass. 
Yeah. All those. That, that was a good run yeah. of X-Men. Oh, my God. The, the best. My favorite. And then, and then, yeah. And then, and then I love teams. Like, I love anything with teams. Magnificent Seven, Dirty Dozen are two of my all-time favorite movies. Um, How do you feel X-Men about uh, Fantastic Four? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like. You could say them. they're lame. That they're they're you know. They're not it bad. was just yeah. It was a little a little more uh, flighty. Yeah. For for yeah. lack of a better word, we're you rich know. scientists. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll also say anything that was so extremely based in science and exploring the negative zone and anything yeah. super heady kind of lost me. Yeah. And a lot of I felt like a lot of DC was that. Other worlds, and it, they both have equal amounts. Justice you know? League International. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Did you read that? A little bit. Yeah, that because that's like the really the comic booky one. With, yeah. Um, uh, blanking on the name, but uh, Keith Giffen drew it. But it was the one where it's like, um, now Superman's going to punch Green Lantern in the face because he's being a douche. Yeah. It's right. really really funny. Yeah. That would be a great movie. At that exact title, Superman's going to punch Green Lantern in the face because he's being a douche. Would being be like douche. an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, whoever That'd made be that, the, the like, subtitle probably. <laughs> whoever, like, whoever made the movie, I think Ryan Reynolds is hilarious and was probably the most perfect Deadpool. Even though X Men Origins Wolverine was stupid, mm-hmm. but he was awesome. Yeah. But then someone said, "Make him Hal Jordan." No, he's not. Who's and, uh, your Hal Jordan then? Uh, I always I always lean towards Colin Farrell, and I don't know why. <sighs> I like that a lot. He's I would so say great. Dennis right? Quaid would be mine. I think. Ooh, yeah, DQ. I like the that DQ. A lot. I back that's what that. I call him. All right, maybe a younger Dennis Quaid. Yeah, because Dennis Quaid did go into burn to Dennis Quaid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Your time is done, Quaid. <laughs> well, who? What? What comic book character did he play? He played. If you like teams, did you go this route? He played General Clayton Hawk Abernathy for GI Joe. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh man, shipwrecks the dream for me. <laughs> really, you can yeah. do shipwreck. Hey there, yeah. Hey there, Duke. You have a bird. <laughs> Thanks, man. I love. Yeah. What was the Get bird's a- name? I do not remember. Me neither. Well, now we've just failed. It was, was it a macaw? It was probably a macaw, or, or was it a parrot? It was a parrot. It was, it was, I think it was a, a green bird. bird. I don't know the bird's yeah. name. Yeah. Ah, uh, and then there was, of course, Spirit. Spirit, the, the Native American, the guy. Native American long-haired yeah. tracker, not racist. He no, didn't no, have to no, cut no. his hair. Right, it's the army. This conversation uh, makes me feel like I'm drunk. This guy is speaking English and know yeah. that, but it's like, uh, right. Again, I take Sorry. it back. This no, is like, it's fine. This, this is, is I mean, perfect. This, this, this is when you talk with legit. Jeff Rickley and you throw out these bands, and I'm like, no, totally. that's not a right. real band. Yeah, and yet you've seen them all six times, which I love. <laughs> Genius. Okay, here's the thing about you. Love comics, love comedy. Now you're getting yeah. to do both. Yep. I mean, SNL, like, we get it. Dream come true. Awesome. Sure. Thanks. Um, but then you write your own comic. Now you're working with an artist. You're putting it all together. Like, how long yeah. have you had the idea? Uh, a long time. A long time. And, and, it, and it was the sort of thing where, you know, you're living in an apartment with a bunch of guys, uh, you know, my, my three best friends who are still my, my best friends now and thinking of ideas of groups and what could we, something we could all do together. And, and, and it came a little bit from, from that way of like, what if we were all the bastard kids of a super spy, but then falling in love with that idea and, and seeing the kind of worlds that that opens up, you know, loving bond, loving Jason Bourne, loving mission impossible, uh, and sort of sort of wanting to exist in that world, always coming at things from sort of a comedic take, because it is a funny idea, you know, if Bond was a horn dog, uh, surely there there 
And if you, you read know. the original books, pretty misogynist. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Borderline. Pretty date rapey. Yeah. 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 James well, Bond. I mean, I mean, very Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean? All right. I get in arguments with people a lot. Yeah. Connery's definitely, I'm, to me, my favorite uh, Bond. Who's yeah. who, obviously who? Do no, you, he's he's the Lazenby dude. Bond. George Lazenby. That's the man. <laughs> <laughs> Her Majesty's Secret Service is a, it's a, a really movie. good movie. It's, it's a, a really good movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Sean and Connery. But I'm I'm loving Daniel Craig. I love it. Yeah, I love it. He's just a killing machine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, completely misogynistic of <laughs> of another world. Um, and in the comic, if you've read it, you see that we start with that very familiar nugget of a, of an idea and, and of a character and try as quickly as possible to move away from it and establish these five characters, our heroes, as quickly as possible. And, and hopefully the readership grows to love them. Is it just five? Are there more kids floating around? Buy the book. Uh, <laughs> I now, only yeah, read this, trades, this, Taryn. All right. We've done well, six the, issues. I will June. buy it. Wait till June. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think we've definitely kept in mind that this is a, this could be a much grander world. Who's publishing it? IDW. Right on, dude. The be- they've been <sighs> fantastic. So when you conceptualize this, are you look? Is it like when you're making Lost? Or like, are you looking like like six years from now, or like do you have like a grand outline? Like, hopefully we get to this. Like, maybe this will happen down uh, the road. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it's it's coming up with how how do we introduce these guys? How do you tell sort of its own interesting story? Um, but as as you as we've explored it, Mark and Draco and I, who, who's writing it with me, um, you think of individual one-offs for each character. You know, spinoffs, uh, going back and kind of doing adventures with the moms because they kind of play a big part in in this in this arc how the fuck did At you least. get to meet mark andreco and get to do that torso, is that for real you torso yeah, yeah. Is one of the best um, books man. oh that's awesome mark every f- torso this no. is no, right up both your alleys it's about the yeah. first well it's all, all ohio too yeah. So. really yeah yeah it's about the first serial killer in america straight out of mm-hmm. and it's it's um it's like connected elliot with ness. elliot ness and, and the untouched really? prohibition and yeah it's an amazing story brian michael bendis yeah drew it this is my favorite fact. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uncle is one of my close friends and the co-creator of The State on MTV. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't part of the comedy troupe, but he knows all of them and he managed From the production it side. And put it all on MTV oh, years so cool. ago. It's this yeah. weird world. So, the, the circles are so small mm. for how giant this planet is. Andrego's amazing. He's God a great guy, bless. too. Uh, been a friend of mine for, for I think, all, uh, eight, nine years now, something like that. Damn. Yeah. His... The way he just builds a character is phenomenal. Yeah, he's been so helpful because it's I'm I'm super green and uh, uh, thus far with one issue out and the next one coming out tomorrow. Issue two comes out tomorrow. Um, the world has been very kind to me, the comic book world, which I am grateful for because I uh, am admittedly uh, you know very new and 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 pretty green. And Andreco has been my saving grace because he is well, seasoned. Well, it's not unlike what you do. For SNL, where you have a limited amount of time, you have a limited amount of pages. Yeah. You know, and you have a limited amount of shots, you have a limited amount of panels, and you have to learn how to tell the story in between those panels. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I and mean, you're a fan, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's. There's, it, a, there's like an inherent a muscle memory f- a, a, as from just being a reader, for sure. Um, I, went, I went back, you know, uh, there's guys like, you know, Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, who are just like, well, that's that's a that's just a different league. That's a league that I'll never exist in. Like it, it's nice to 
buy a ticket to float around that <laughs> that league and view it from the outside. Um, and, and and our title, Illegitimates, is intentionally lighter fare, you know, enjoy your popcorn with a comic kind of thing because I, I think that's sort of what the super spy world is anyway. It's it's escapism. It's he always gets a girl. He always stops the bad guy. You know, it's fun. We we want this to be fun first and foremost. Um, but you know, y- you also don't don't want it to be a throwaway. You don't want to be like, uh, and then they, and then they b- b- blow up the building. You know, it, it, we we've put a lot of thought into it, and we want these characters to seem real, and we want these characters to grow, and and for people to like them, and hopefully fall in love with them. Um, so yeah, so so Andrako ha- has really helped in pushing that as much as i as i would like to be like (laughs) comics or writing writing for comics is easy um it's not and 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 mark andrico and our artist kevin sharp have have both really um elevated this project more than than i could have ever hoped for was it easy to look at the art and go that's awesome and was it hard to be possibly critical (laughs) impossible like who the fuck am i (laughs) you know like who the fuck am i like wow well it'd be great if really they punched this like i i I, every page and this is no joke like the first five pages i received like i would get teary-eyed of like I, i wrote down a paragraph of information but this is art this is real art and who the fuck am i to say like oh it'd be great if his head was turning this way um i i just would write back like you're so good you're so good i'm so proud of you this is a skill set that is hard earned and and what an accomplishment thank you um but, but as the series have got have 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 gone on and as as we did we've you ever say who am i um my wife's in shield <laughs> no no <laughs> not at, not in that order <laughs> i normally wake up say the second thing first my wife's <laughs> my wife's maria hill <laughs> and then and then take a shower look in the mirror and who am i comes at that point <laughs> um that's uh, so awesome it is awesome uh, my life is uh, way more than my fair share of of good fortune my question is though it seems like Oh no! No no no! This Your is tone, n- Jonah. Your tone feels let's like get, you're going to bring Ray down. This is this is why we brought you in, right? <laughs> uh, no, I feel like if I were you, like SNL, obviously the hours are so crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I was on hiatus or doing a break, I would be like, I'm going to sleep and like eat a bunch of pizza. Like I feel like where does that kind of drive come from to be like, no, I want to do this other thing. I think it's that old thing where it's not work if you love what you do, right? Um. And and it and it's and it the the story of how it came to be because I've had the idea probably for seven eight nine years now, um, and the and taking the initiative because it's all produced out of pocket like you know I'm I'm that's probably the element that I'm most proud of is like I produced it I made it happen um, everything else after that I had incredible help and just and and was able to surround myself with some of the best people in the business uh but i made it happen and it's a very romantic new york story of how that came to be which is i was on a subway i think my first season i think it was my first season i'm on a subway with the same best friends that i was living with when i came up with the idea and there's this lovely family a husband wife and and a a daughter around my daughter's age and uh she says something cute and we kind of lock eyes and the dad goes oh are you aren't you on snl and i say yeah and he said you're married to Kobe and I said yeah and he said she came and did a, a tour of our offices and I was like what are your offices and he's like well I'm an editor at DC Comics 
And the reason she'd done a tour of the comics, I was with her, and it was her Father's Day gift to me. Was to, she got this incredible, <laughs> like, like amazing tour of the DC offices on on Fifty Four? Can we pause for one sure. second, Trish? If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're not. Continue. <laughs> So yes, I said, "Oh, I was on that tour," and he said, "Yeah, my name's Mike Martz. I edit Batman comics, <laughs> like, that, like only in New York, only in New York." So we exchanged information, and I invited him to a show, and just said, "You know, uh, so cool to meet you." Uh, and then it, it was like a year later where I said, "You know what? I'm gonna kind of pull the trigger and see if I can make this happen. Put 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 my money where my mouth is and." And uh, that was a slower process. Like we got, we had the first issue done before we had a publisher. Um, the first issue was probably finished, maybe almost an entire year before it was released. Um, so yeah, so so uh, yes, it, it, there have been moments where it's been, it's felt like maybe this is too much, and maybe I, I, I've bitten off more than I can swallow. Um, but I, I there's a, I wrote and came up with a comic book that is now in comic book stores. And that is more than worth it. You know, it's it's that sort of end result of, of uh, so many people I've found in any industry, be it any any aspect of the entertainment industry, music, television, film, comic books. More often than not, the people who succeed are the people who just do it. I have, and I'm sure you do too, so many incredibly talented smart friends who uh, are both more talented and smarter than myself but never execute so much of it is just doing it and yeah, that's the hardest part i mean yeah. i have so many i've been sitting on so many like ideas i have like oh this is a great idea that would be yeah. like i have an idea for this for an animated show and it's like oh, i just gotta do you know but then yeah. but also it's hard like life gets in the way work uh, you know 100 percent. there's you know you have a daughter you know and it's like all this stuff uh, you know i have a daughter now too and it's like oh my god everything like all of a sudden it's like i, I have to just focus but it's like you know and i was telling Jonah right before taryn came in i was like you know sometimes brad can't sit on on the podcast but brad also has a daughter and a son and i have two daughters and i was like jonah this could be dad cast again sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it goes yeah. that way sometimes <laughs> it does yeah <laughs> so when are you gonna find a girl <laughs> i just had this conversation uh, when are you gonna settle down, down. <laughs> <laughs> i love your grandma yeah, literally that's amazing <laughs> she's like 90 and it's like jonah 96. when are you gonna settle 96. that's incredible yeah. she's it. what my grandma in Ohio is 96. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. Bless yeah, it all be so lucky. Yeah. So your grandmother knows people or remembers people growing up that talked to people who talked about the Civil War, who were there. That's how, like, that's where, like, it Yeah, goes. I guess so. Wow. No, that's a fact. <laughs> that's where <laughs> it is. That I don't know. She's kind of a shut-in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't have much of a social life, so it actually isn't a guaranteed Yeah, act. she just started going out at 80. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't a casual romp around the cotillion. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Um, do you do the digital comics, or do you like the paper? No, the I, I, I 100% prefer paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, every now and then I'll, I'll download a trade through Comixology. Um, okay. It's pretty great. It's amazing, but... It is, I, it I is love, for travel for you, yeah. Ex- yeah, exactly right. I yeah. can't do it. I, I My backpack just weighs me down. You got to go in, yeah. It's interesting to talk about people who just do it. I just finished the Jim Henson biography. I just got that for Christmas. I'm uh, excited. Really? I, I didn't hear about that. It's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And it's. Uh, I l- l- finished it 
just last night as uh, my wife was watching some television show and she's looking up like, you okay? And I'm just sobbing yeah. in bed reading it. And that's it. He is one of those people that did so much, but there was a lot that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot, the stuff that did work that he believed in that he sat on for years, like the Muppet show. And there's things that you hear about the wars he had with networks, yeah. you know, from yeah. the day and reading him like, it's always been like this. Yeah. Well, the stu- his stuff on SNL, you know, you go back and watch it, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah. wait, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, the, muck, the mucking fuppets. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. John Belushi called them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and did, now, did you ever go, uh, or have you been to the, the Muppet Room over in, uh, at 30 Rock? Uh, not the Muppet Room. Where they, where, they, where they drew on the pipes? Oh, I don't know. No, uh, no, like Conan. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it, it's Max Weinberg's old dressing room. Oh, cool. Down go, on six. Yeah, and you open up a closet, and apparently, while I'm forgetting the, I know Jim Henson was one. I think Frank Oz was the other one. They had to wait for a long time to do something, so they got bored and they just started drawing on the pipes, and they're wow. still there. People like freaked out about it. And oh, I got to go check that out. Yeah, it's still there. Pretty sure you can. That's incredible. Pretty sure you can so, get around. No problem. Um, yeah, I uh, my dressing room. The first two years, uh, first three years, <clears throat> is at the end of the hall on on eight, and there's like a little uh, pipe room. Like there's like a little closet door you could open, and there's pipes there. Um, and I guess it was like Horatio's and Daryl Hammond's like smoking hidden smoking area. Um, but there's like a there's like a an a soda can for, had to be from at least early eighties, but I, I like to think seventies that that was sort of like <laughs> a can left over from the original cast. Um, but it, there's all sorts of stuff around the studio round eight H of like, you know, the legacy, which that, is that, uh, Chris, watch your head thing. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Watch your head Farley. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a little sign that cause like, and it's padded. It's like taped up with red and white striped tape. Cause there's like, a, it's over on like stage three B there's a little way to go down into paint cans and it had to be padded and somebody put in a sign, watch your head. And I guess Chris Farley just always hit his head, hit his forehead on it. <laughs> and so I think Sa- Sandler's the one who wrote, who wrote in hand, like with a Sharpie, like Farley after watch your head. It's pretty cool. And it's still there. Ah. Tradition. Tradition. <laughs> your, your comic sounds, uh, dare I say, incredibly optionable for like television or movie or whatever, especially in now the realm of teams or mm-hmm. as i like to call it technology and movies caught up to what we comic fans always knew right 100 percent. yeah it's and pretty your, funny yours sounds like a cool idea that could sounds like a great movie it sounds like to me a better tv series or even an animated series i don't know how res- yeah uh how much money you got uh, <laughs> it, it's something that very little okay <laughs> deal i'm also terrible at business Um, it's something that has come up that i have intentionally said let's see the comic through first Mm -hmm. um like literally there was a a possibility where they're like we we you know my agent was like i mentioned your idea to somebody at warner brothers and they want to buy the title uh and i said wait wait, just the title (laughs) Uh, not and then they're like yeah yeah yeah. they don't need the story they just need the title the illegitimates which you know is very flattering but it was important to me to see this through in in uh in in the way i originally conceived of it And, and just important for me to get a comic book on shelves it's amazing. I, I we went into a comic book in our, in our neighborhood just this past weekend, and they'd sold out of of the title, which was 
incredible. Pretty amazing. Pretty nice. amazing. And um, so all that stuff, it, it, you know. But you sound like you would have been happy had no one bought it. You just produced it and put it <sighs> if on If I shelves. walked in, if literally <clears throat> the only thing that happened was issue one was on shelves and nobody bought it, it would, it, I would have been a huge success to me. Yeah. Just getting it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I walked into Midtown Comics and saw my name on a comic, I'd be like, oh, I totally rule. Yeah. I did yeah. this. I yeah. can't believe I did that. Like, you know, that's awesome. There's I mean, a little bit incredible. of that for sure. Yeah. Did you ever read Fortune and Glory by Brian Michael Bendis? No. It was, uh, go buy it. Okay. Um, uh, and, uh, and Draco's in it. Oh, is he? And it's, it's, um, uh, Oni put it out and it's, you, you could cross out comic book and write an actor or screenplay or anything. And it's, Bendis's story of getting aka goldfish optioned and they're going to make it into a movie and he did a cartoon diary of everywhere he went and he was allowed to name names oh wow for everyone he goes through and what happens and it's completely fascinating this is you know 15 years ago yeah that, that happened but it's going through the process of again like saying just doing it that's the point. If you get it done, even better. Yeah, Because you know, yeah, yeah. there's so many obstacles that are thrown up that have nothing to do with the creative process. I'm sure you know yeah. nothing about that. No, 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 no. It, it all works for me, man. <laughs> Life's a cakewalk, guys. Are you an only child? Uh, no, one of five. Okay, so Catholic? Nope. What? Yeah. Unheard of. Uh, non-denominational community church mm. in the early years and then, and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. what, what number are you in the five? I'm in the middle. The first two different biological father, but raised by my dad. Okay. Um, the two sisters, eight and 10 years older, and then me, and then a younger sister, two years behind me, and then two years behind her is Taylor, the baby, my brother. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A, lot of, a lot of kids. We grew up in, in Big Bear, actually. Like from my, I was age six to about age 16, grew up in Big Bear Lake, Big Bear City, California, really? actually. Yeah. Two and a half hours east of the big Los snowboarder. Angeles. Yeah, I shred, I shred powder, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm a knuckle dragger. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, dude. I, that, I, that's where I snowboarded the first and only time was at Big Bear. Oh, really? And I rode down on my ass and my face. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was gonna say I, I fell down an entire mountain. I, I love the idea of Me snowboarding. Too. I yeah. think I would, lo- I would love to do it. Pay for the class, man. I mean, honestly, pay for the class. They teach you the mechanic, the basic <laughs> no, mechanics of weight in the I, heels. And- no, that was like one of my buddies. We were in Vermont, and I had a couple of like super snowboarder buddies that were like, "Come on, dude, you got to do it. You should yeah. be awesome." And I was like, "Sure, you know, whatever." And I did the, I did the lessons, and I, I started Learned getting. Leaf, yeah. And then one of my buddies was like, all right, man, let's do top of the mountain. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I Jesse could... being a jerk. It was Jesse. Here's, and... the, here's the thing, though. So your it... friends have a lot of faith in you, and that's got to make you feel good. <laughs> well, no. They, no, they also... want to watch him fall. They oh, watch sorry. Your friends back. Okay, so, never mind. Take so, it back. So then we get... So we take, like, the last... Ro- I mean, it was getting dark. I was like, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, <laughs> I'll just go... Let's go have beer. Like, how about that instead? And I'm like, my muscles... I'll pray ski. I'll pray ski. So we get up to the top of the mountain. It's getting dark. Like, it's... I'm like, I don't... I'm starting to not feel good about this. This is a long ride. Like, I didn't... You know, this mountain. It's a mountain. Like, okay, yeah. you know, and we finally got up there and Jesse gets off. Jesse's our, one of our good buddies and he gets off and he, I just hear, and he goes, oh, dude, it's all ice. <laughs> and I was like, what do I do? Like, how am I going to get down? And he's yeah. like, just do the plow thing. And I was like, <laughs> and then yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm never going to make it. Like, I can't. And then he just barrels down. He's like, come on, just follow me. And I fell for literally <sighs> maybe 20 minutes straight. And then I, at one point I was like, 
think my wrist is broken. I'm just going to lay here. They have oh, dudes man. that come up and like save people. He's like, come on, we'll get down. And we ended up making it down. But uh, You yeah. waited for a St. Bernard with yeah. like a wooden a little, jug around yeah, his neck. Jug, but I ended up falling. Oh, I cool fell down the entire mountain. <laughs> yeah. You should have sled it. I mean, that's the great thing about a, a snowboard is it also can double as a sled if you yeah. just sit between the bindings. So I went to like a that. class at Big Bear, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend at the time was a skier. And so I'm taking this uh, class, and I'm riding on my butt, and I'm trying it. And I'm like, I can do this. Cause I did ski, but I wasn't great. I could, I could, I'm okay. Yeah. I watched her go into the half pipe on her skis. <laughs> And then I took the snowboard <laughs> off and I went back in the car and wept. <laughs> and that yeah. was it. Yeah. But man, it does. Uh, the people I've seen do it. And the, when I've skied with people who snowboard, I always think, I really like skiing. Why do you look like you're having so much more fun than me right now? Yeah. yeah. Snowboarders. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm adequate. Mm-hmm. There were kids in Big Bear who were like sponsored by Vans or Burton or Sims. Um, I, I I do well and I'll even hop a... Papa, Papa Mogul from time to time. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, it's not I'm, a saying. So. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay. My, and, and my wife is from Vancouver. So there's Whistler just, you know, hour and change north, which is Lord. the condition. Like I'd only ever been on, on Big Bear Mountain. So Snow Summit or, or Bear Mountain. And then I went to Whistler like the first year of our relationship. And it's just a completely different game we also went like at the end of april i think <laughs> and there was still snow on the mountains <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah that's big bear's that fun um, place where it's like yeah we're in la it's cool whatever but we can just drive two hours and bam it's yeah awesome. clean beautiful lovely small small and mm. culturally cut off but uh there's great people there and and uh snow in the winter lake in the summer did you know that performing was what you wanted to do while you were in? Big started Bear? pretty young, yeah, yeah. I'd started, I mean, truthfully, before we even moved up to Big Bear. I think my first commercial audition was when I was like five years old uh, for Burger King. <laughs> I walked in with like five year old kid, and they pair you up with like a sister brother thing. And there's like a probably eight or nine year old girl who's just been on a thousand commercial auditions, and like just interviewing you so you guys uh eat at burger king she's like oh yeah it's my favorite whenever my parents let me choose for dinner i always say let's go to burger king and i'm like yeah i like it <laughs> and like uh what, what, what you guys get the kids meals there at, uh, at burger king oh my god yeah they have the best toys i like them so much better than mcdonald's and i collect them like, uh yeah i like the crown <laughs> and they're like what about that whopper huh do you guys like mowing down on a whopper she's like oh my god it's my absolute favorite i wish i could eat whoppers all day <laughs> and i said I don't eat red meat. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, and that was, yeah, but I started pretty early. Uh, kind of a showbizy family. Like, oh, okay. We're on, on the periphery of, of showbiz. My mom's uncle was Robert Stack from the the original Elliot Ness. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Pretty cool. Um, was it Robert Stack in the Beavis and Butthead do a movie? He sure was. Movie? Yeah, he sure he was. was. Also, the voice one of the my FBI agent. Unsolved Mystery is one of my favorite yeah. uh, shows. Yeah. I, I could just listen it's to him fucking talk. Airplane. Yeah, he's What's an wrong airplane. with me? Yeah. Why yeah. didn't that come out You're first? Right. You're right. He's Rewind in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he is in basketball. Well, that's Zucker Brothers too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah, great guy. I got to hang with him yeah. a fair amount. Yeah, really cool. He wrote letters of recommendation for me for college. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Which he recorded them because once yeah, you exactly. hear it, oh, you're yeah, once yeah, you hear yeah, exactly. it, <laughs> yeah. June twenty eighth, two thousand. That's incredible. Yeah, wow. he was also on. That's incredible. No, uh, that's insane. So was was your whole family or just you? Um, so like my mom was into music. She was like a uh, you know 
where she kind of her highest level of achievement was being a, a backup singer for Charlie Daniels for for a tour, which is pretty cool. Nice. And wow. My dad was doing the actors thing. I think so he, when the devil went down to Georgia comes on, does she just get upset she or goes, she just sings uh, along? She she's just the harmonies stick, man. I have a <laughs> huge. You, know, you never forget that song. Okay, first I don't want to <laughs> derail this, but so wait, if you listen to that song, right, the devil totally has a way cooler. Like, I mean, demons join in and stuff. Yeah. But his shit is awesome. And then when, what's his name? Johnny? Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the guy who the supposedly has ever been. Yeah. The There's so many issues with that song. So, so the fucking, you, you can listen to it. You 50 know, you've times. only heard the Les Claypool version. I love the Les Claypool it. version too. And even in that version, the fucking bass is way cooler from the devil's side. Like it's, you know, so the devil totally rips it. And then Johnny goes in and plays this like whatever kind of half-ass shit. And then he's like, see, I won, devil. And the devil's like, okay, that wouldn't work. Like he's the fucking, he's a demon. Like he'd be like, guess who wins? I win everything, you idiot. Like that's like, you don't chow. I don't know. Oh, man. As Should a I representative stop? from SNL, <laughs> you, you, I wish you were a character on Church Lady right now. <laughs> Satan. So I'm, much fodder. Uh, but I, seriously, though. Jonah brought me to, to that episode when Dana Carvey yeah. was there. I mean, did, did, how did you just not insane. cry the whole time? It was, it was incredible. No, I, uh, that because, you know, they opened with Wayne's World, too. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, that that's was awesome. awesome. Um, Andy got to read Wayne Campbell at the table. That was all. Like literally, I think uh, I think Bill or Bobby recorded it. The whole, you know, it, you, you freak out. There's, I I had my moment of that. I got to be in a Brasky, uh, oh, just like three episodes ago, which is, I don't know that my experience will ever be as cool no, as that moment on SNL. It, it's nice to it's nice to know that. Oh, there's that. It's nice to, that you've reached that level of to be able to do Brasky. Yeah, it, it's just sort of that like living time machine thing where I can, I, you know, I have like very strong memories of being on my couch in my childhood home watching Brasky sketches, and now you know I'm sitting next to Will Ferrell trying to keep up. You know, it was it's pretty incredible. And thank you for being here, Terrence. Yeah. That's how we <laughs> there's really no other way. We're 15 minutes early, but that's exactly how we have to stop because there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, no, it'll be Damn. all downhill. Yeah. That's got to be complete bonkers. And when you're around people that, because you know how I can tell that you're a cool person. Thanks, and man. I'm sure that when new right people come you, on the show that I think you're going to be nice and treat people like colleagues. And I see those mm -hmm. other SNL folks probably the same way. Mm -hmm. how, how do you... I don't know, even uh, like operate on that level. Cause I see you as a peer of all those people. Cause I, I'm a fan of yours and I like what you do oh, on the thanks, show man. and how you work. But you know, when you're sitting next to Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do not, you know, I do not. I see myself as a peer of Vanessa and Jay's and um, it's, it's been a, a very odd year to kind of look around and, and the only people above you are Keenan, who's fantastic, you know, Seth, but Seth, you kind of, you know, if, if you're on the show, you see him more on the writing side. You know, also, he does com and, also comic guy. Yeah, big comic guy. Big yeah, X-Men dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he and Bill did that Spider-Man, the long, mm. ha the, the, the... It was a short one. It was like a half issue. It was yeah. where, um, yeah, Hater, Hater's the reason that uh, I now give a lot of my money to Ed Brubaker. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I interviewed him a while ago, and uh, years ago, and he was like, oh, you got to check this out. And I was like, you dick. Yeah. Now I have to read everything. And then I got the interview at Brubaker. Are you re reading Fatal? I love Fatal. Uh, it's obnoxiously good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're going to put Cthulhu with 
um, detective shit. Is that cool? Has anyone done that? No, no one. And then Winter Soldier is like the best character written in the past 10 years. I know. I think, I think this movie's going to be pretty good. Obvious bias uh, yeah. towards it. But um, What do you think of the first one? See, I was more of a Thor guy than, than a Captain America guy. I back you. I enjoyed Thor. People say like, oh, what? So what's at risk? He's going to destroy a little town. And it, like that was the biggest complaint that I would hear is that the stakes were sort of low and that it's like all that's at threat is a little town in New Mexico. And I just kind of want to go like, yeah, at first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is that a write off? But I just um, for my money, it was, I had more fun. You know what I mean? Um, and I think just the special effects of Thor it felt a little more real, a little more Ken- polished. I, I think than- Kenneth Branagh at the helm too kind of helped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They made I, like here's the thing. Like I love Captain America. Um, you kind of have to, you know. What I mean, if you if you read comic books and you're born in this country, you're kind of forced to love Captain America. Yep. Um, Winter Soldier, I think, is is one of my favorite arcs uh, of the you know of the last few decades. Yeah. Um, but. Asgard and Thor is such a like ludicrous concept like it's just like you know that's it's a little absurd it was written in a time where they were just kind of pulling from everything where it's like uh, the gods exist with superheroes and but they made Asgard feel, there's no copyright for this yeah no yeah, it's exactly. a myth they won't take exactly. it exactly <laughs> um, and 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 they I felt in the film they kind of made me believe asgard could be you know it like was a real place and i think it was just an excuse to get anthony hopkins and idris elba in the same film yeah those are dope dudes <laughs> that's a couple of dope ass dudes man <laughs> you put them in you put them in metal armor on any kind of bridge i don't care if it is rainbow mm-hmm. that's dope ass bifrost no it's bifrost motherfucker oh, nice <laughs> i have no idea I'm just we have devolved again into um, yeah how did that so- oh so so uh so yeah just i i preferred thor over the first captain america movie but <laughs> This new one, I think, I See, think I, will be pretty. I got into awesome. Captain America through um, when it was uh, Captain America and Falcon. Oh, cool! So well, then this is I'm so completely psyched up for your it. alley. Yeah, nerdness. <laughs> we knew it was going to go here. No, I'm, yeah. yes, I'm glad. This is exactly how I Sorry. thought things would yeah, go yeah, down. Yeah. No, no, no. This is great. <laughs> I do, I do love that you're the one that like I have a pre-existing relationship with, and I think we've said five words to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you've been and, trying to come on for a while. Thank you for yeah, trying to make no, the time I, to I'm, do it. I'm so excited uh, to be in Williamsburg. <laughs> do you come out here <laughs> very much? It, almost not at all. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I also like as soon as I have any downtime, I am back in Los Angeles to be with my family. So I have yet to really fully explore the surrounding areas of Manhattan. Um, but that will change this summer because Kobe's show wraps. Uh, how I Met Your Mother. They have literally six more episodes to film. It's wow, huge. After after nine years, yeah, and then and then they'll be done. Damn. Yeah. So is she going to be on Agents of Shield? Uh, they're trying to figure that out. That's the that's the completely open and honest I'm answer. Fan, I dig that show. <laughs> yeah, it's super fun. I like I it a, it's, a lot. Yeah. Although the thing picking at his brain, a little wonky for me, but whatever, it's comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. so you think you'll be out here more once that happens? Yeah, yeah. We'll do the, the complete move. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, this summer. How old's your little girl? She's four and a half. Yeah, I've been to your house, mm-hmm. but not when you've been there, which is weird. Uh, Did you want to admit in LA? Oh, you went to pick <laughs> up. Oh, funny. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you, yeah. It, his office is so cool. It's You would lose your mind. It's a lot of lots fun of, toys. Lots of fun exactly. toys. Stuff you can touch and can't touch? <laughs> uh, I'm not an, I'm not a don't touch guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've never been a leave it in the box. Pardon me as I burp on your show. Um, 
I, t- I always take stuff out and I always, I always like to play with it. And I, I've just never been a, a collector guy. Yeah. I, I back it. Yeah. Um, huge respect for the, those who are Bobby Moynihan is a incredible collector. Keeps it, keeps it with the card. And yeah. 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 The whole yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I He's just got the, uh, I have one that I'm not taking out of the box that, that Mike wants badly. It's the Batman Batusi set. It's where he's I doing. actually ordered it. Did you I, order it? I ordered it on Jeez, Amazon. Thank God, because they're not making it anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the th- yeah, with those, I, I like to, I would, I'd, I'd buy two and open mm-hmm. one and keep one in the box. Like, that's what I do. I do. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, like, you get both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got the license to do the Adam West sculpted designs I, for figures. I just bought the three. I bought Cesar Romano, uh, Frank Gorshin, and, and Adam West. I'm yeah, not gonna- Batman, Joker, and Riddler. Yeah, I've and I got, immediately rip them out to pack them in my bag to bring them here, <laughs> put them in my office. Yep, I've got I've got the Batman. Then I, I have the uh, I forced my wife to get me the Batman Surfer. Oh, uh, awesome! Does it come with a shark? Uh, no, it just comes with the jams and the board. No, okay, cool. that is one of my favorite. Like I know what you're talking about from the shark repellent from the movie. Yeah, from the movie. Oh, this, episode, from, this from the episode. This oh, episode okay. of Batman where he where they, it's one of the greatest things that ever happened ever on television <laughs> is. Where the Joker and Batman have a surf off, and they both wear trunks over their outfit. Like the Joker's in his full suit, and they full both on wear jams, jams. Yeah, and Batman puts on his yellow jams over his over oh, yeah. his pants. And the Joker, I guess the Joker had this contraption where he stole a surf, he kidnapped a surfer, and like put a suction cup on his head. But and that's then, not fair. And got his surf knowledge. But they they had a full on surf off. It was hilarious. Both of them in the water, like it was amazing. Oh, man, and Mattel just. They didn't apparently sell enough, so they're they're killing that. So what's out now is what you have to buy. They're not oh, making wow. any more of those. Oh, so I should have left it in the box. My brother gave me the Batmobile for Christmas, and I'm opening awesome. that damn thing. I just haven't done it yet because my children will destroy it. And yeah. that I have to draw the line at. Yeah, I can play on. with it. Yeah. <laughs> you it's can. your job to guide them. Yeah. You know? No, not Teach yet. them how to behave in society. Yeah. And you don't mess up a toy car no, as a child. No. <laughs> You can push and you can mess up your toy car. <laughs> exactly. Not my. They do have their own little Batmobile and Batgirl. And, awesome. Which is very hard to find Batgirl stuff for little girls. It's yeah, very upsetting yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. The sexism <laughs> of the comic book world. I can know. you work on that next? Yeah, I'll, I'll next? figure something out. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot <laughs> I'll going on. I'll talk to Didio and say, like, hey, man, come on. Uh, you see, and you pronounced it correctly. Thanks, man. <laughs> wow. See, nerd city. Uh, SNL is... Well, at the time on of this Saturday, taping. it is oh, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. It used to be Saturday night, and then <coughs> just live. Uh, it, so you're on hiatus right this second, or just this? No, week? no, not no. even this week. Not even this week. We're, wow. Yeah, I'll leave here and and go try to write from some sketchums for Drake. Oh, good heavens! Oh yeah, yeah. How is that with uh, working with the host? Is it, do you like a host that has more of an idea, or do you like someone who's like just write stuff for me? Um, no, I, it's the, it's the good and bad thing of the show of that no two weeks are the same. And even if there were two hosts that both said, just write stuff for me, the way that they execute it, the way that they react to it is different. So, um, there's, there's, I I would say that the only kind of like general rule that, that you kind of hope to receive you know the, the the best type of host is one who says yes that's 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 the only guarantee that that it'll be the best show it can be um because we you know if you're someone like seth who's been on the show for i think 12 seasons now he's done it and you average that to you know 
20 episodes he's done 240 something you know episodes he knows what he's doing and he know, and and even knowing what he's doing it doesn't guarantee that it's going to work so when people are restrictive or or they say no to stuff or combative and and it, it rarely does happen but that that can be a bummer now, Bat, you said earlier that you did Mad TV, but you hadn't done a lot of comedy stuff in improv. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Groundlings. Yeah. Which Michael McDonald was like the man of exactly. Groundlings. Like he had, for years when I lived in California, it was always, why isn't Michael McDonald more famous? Like, I don't yeah. understand. He's so good. Yeah, he is. And he's so genius. Is he, did, was he teaching then while doing uh, that? Or? I think he'd stepped away from teaching because he'd been on Mad TV for a little bit at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. he was really in that sort of Stuart, Stuart heyday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I I did half a season. I did 13 episodes, and by the end, Michael was sort of generous enough to start writing me into his sketches because he wrote a lot of his own stuff, and that's how I could tell that I'd proved myself a little bit. Um, and then I was actually asked back to do another season, but the suits wanted to negotiate for like few, as opposed to a full season, which is what you're supposed to be guaranteed. They're like, what about 17 out of 22? And uh, I had a lot of representation whispering in my ear to say nah forget them you know you're young and you're better off and now i am glad but at the Mm -hmm. time it was hard to explain to my mother why i was turning (laughs) down 17 guaranteed weeks of work when i dropped out of ucla um (laughs) but uh uh yeah yeah so i i I knew that i was like oh maybe i maybe i could hang with this but mike had come from there michael hitchcock had come from there a lot of people that I liked and respected had come from Groundlings. That's yeah. what there is. It's a um, totally different school. And for years mm-hmm. it was, you know, Groundlings was L.A., Second City was Chicago. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And now it's UCB everything, which is great too. Right, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, the, in, in L.A., the good uh, Groundlings is incredibly elitist and, and they cut people off at a certain level and say you can't hang here anymore. And the good of that is that if you get to a level where you're performing – you've earned it in one way or another, you know? Uh, and the great thing about UCB is they'll let people perform right away. And I think that can also be to its detriment, just from my experience and going to see, to see shows, you know, it can be a little, um, uneven. The great is so great and so mind blowing and new and exciting. And, and the, the bad is, uh, can be pretty rough. <laughs> um, where, where groundlings has a little bit more of a consistency, but at the same time, people uh, stay there a long time. So, um, I like the Sunday company cause those are the people who are really trying to prove themselves and who are hungry and who are, you know, trying, trying new things. I-, I love groundlings. I'm, I, I am as prepared as you can. I knew I was as prepared as you could be for SNL because of my time at groundlings. Yeah, I did some stuff at Acme when I was out there for a little while. Did you? Oh, awesome. Yes. Very, very briefly. Oh, awesome. And then realized that my money was just better suited to beer. Yeah, yeah. The time. It was just very, I mean, it was really, it was a smart play on my behalf. Yeah, way to go, man. It got me to the podcast. It's pretty. Yeah, got us here. You know. I remember when, like, Wayne Brady first hit on Whose Line Is It Anyway, he would do a lot of shows at Acme, and I I went and saw him there, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I love that space. I love the Acme space. It's a great spot. I remember the woman who taught, this woman named Cynthia Shigetti, because she was absolutely terrifying. Oh, yeah. And she, I, I found her hilarious because she would just start screaming. And I came from that school <laughs> of theater when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know you. Cool. Tear it up. Yeah. yeah what are you yeah. going to do? It's not personal, right? Yeah, I don't right. give a shit. But then I'd watch other people cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have that thick skin. Yeah. And yeah. 
Do you go Even to a lot hard. of comedy shows here? Like, we go see Jerry Seinfeld or whoever, Gotham or stuff like that? No. Yeah. No, I, and I do wish I were better at that. And, and I've been asked to do Ask Cat a couple of times and, and have said yes. And, and that that's such a great show. And um, But I do need some of that just fall asleep and eat pizza. Totally. That you do you want to go see some bands? You can go. I would, I, I would love to do that. I finally, I went to like the first concert ever in New York at the beginning of this season. I went and saw Walk the Moon, who we talked about oh, right. uh, at Terminal 5. It was such a fun show. It was great. I wish I did more of that. But Did you have that one spot in the venue where you could actually see and hear correctly? Yeah, I, I, looked, <laughs> I really, really lucked out because like we showed up kind of late and I was worried that we weren't going to be able to get in there. But we ended up by this column where we had a great, you know, view of the stage and and yet uh, weren't in the madness. That's yeah. a rare occurrence at Terminal 5. Yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Being that I'm a uh, by-the-bar guy at shows, yeah. it's not my venue. You know? right. It's like, oh, I wish... Uh, I guess I'm just not going to hear the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That convenient location, though. Jonah so. and I went and saw a band at a squat in Crown Heights once. Jonah could take you to some shows. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. If you want yeah, to go man. that route, yeah, <laughs> it's man. awesome. I, I, I will, I will cop to uh, being the most unhip music listener. I love music. I love it, and it's very important in my life. I just am the type who would rather listen to the CD at home in comfort than shoulder up in a crowd with maybe diminished quality. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I um I'm just basically home all day, so for me it's, it's yeah, like a yeah. nice excuse. Like I'm on the guest list and I can leave my apartment and do something. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. as soon as I get there, I'm like, I wish I was home. I found, right. myself, <laughs> yeah. I found myself fighting that instinct a lot with, what are they going to do? Play the song I know live? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I get that, and it sounds so dumb because you know if you've ever played music, it's really hard to do live. You know, and yeah. you should you know be able to uh, appreciate that. But then after seeing, it sounds so old and jaded right now, but you know we between us we probably have 10,000 shows you know it's like literally like, like yeah. when I first moved to New York I was averaging three or four a week yeah amazing and it's just that's well I was also working in it and liking it and mm-hmm. seeing so many different bands and that would have that that moment of crossing something off a list yeah like in my head I, I, I ended up uh, sadly great guy but just not a fan of a lot of his stuff a Dave Matthews show at Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden and James Brown came on stage and in my head, wow! And in my head, I just watched the, his name get crossed off. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm good, yeah. perfect." You know, I was at the Grammys once, and Bob Dylan came on. I was like, "And we're good." Yeah, you know? but I think there are those shows. Like we went and saw Stevie Wonder at the Hollywood Bowl, oh, and God. it was just yeah, it's awesome, transcendent, it, it, amazing. He's he's my number one. He's my number one. Uh, so I was very excited, and I, and I sought it out. Uh, I've never done his Christmas. Sh- I've never gone to his Christmas show. He does a Christmas show in LA that I hear is amazing. And Beck and Kyle, who are new on the show this season, so funny. Uh, they've been a couple times, and and so I, I want to try to do that. That that's that's on the list to cross off. But you just sit there, and it's just hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. And that's the thing you were saying about like they're gonna play my favorite song live, and then the sh- songs you don't know. It, for me, it's just hard to get into because you're like trying to listen, but then you know you're the what the reaction they want is for you to freak out. Like that's what they want, right? That's why you become a rock star is to go, you know, play the first few bars of Hotel California and hear the stadium go wild. Um, so, so I feel like I'm I'm forcing it or I'm faking it to mm. the band when they play a song <laughs> that I'm not familiar with. I'm like, yeah. 
Track tra- eight. Woo! Track eight off of yeah. fulfilling this. I'm into Woo! it. Woo! Trying new stuff. Woo! Yeah. Uh, it's it's just like a little dishonest, you know. Um, You're the honest fan. Like, yeah. no, I'm going to turn around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Go I don't know it. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know it. <laughs> no bathroom. Don't don't play track four. That's my favorite. This is a bathroom song, but I'll be back for mine. Um. <laughs> Yeah, is it, yeah. So it's tough, but like seeing seeing Stevie Wonder is amazing, and now it's even harder to justify with this job, not just for time and energy, but I'm seeing maybe the best concert in town every week. That is true. From that twenty feet away, true. with as much elbow room as I want, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I get I've been spoiled the last three and a half years. No, I'd say you've earned it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen Paul McCartney, I've seen Elton John, I've seen nobody big, every, you know. Yeah, no a, big deal. Every I mean, what's he top done top? after the Beatles? Really? <laughs> right? <laughs> did you say that to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did and you say? Like, did you say wings and yeah. <laughs> For, former wing Paul McCartney? <laughs> if you could just say that once, <laughs> he'd probably love it. He's amazing. He oh, uh, like he's amazing because he has he has more than anybody every right to like. Avoid, make no eye contact, rush in, rush out, and because you know he's he's pretty good friends with Lorne, um, he hangs around. He hangs around. He was just on for the Jimmy Fallon show, mm-hmm. uh, did his his bit in the monologue, and came off. And I'm waiting to go on to the next sketch, and makes eye contact. And I was like, "Hey, man, that was great." And he screams at me. He's like, "Oh, you think so? Thanks, man." You know, like that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's, bizarro. Yeah, that it's would, bizarro. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to Vanessa's dressing room for that show, and like. He was just standing at the bottom of the stairs, it's just like hanging out. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like ran into her dressing room. I was like, "When did you see that?" She's like, "Yeah, like, yeah, it's so crazy." Did you, did you want to just bump into and go move? No, I like. And he probably went. He, he would probably go. Oh, I'm sorry. I got like yeah. scared. Yeah, I yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I got scared. I just ran. Yeah, that's my reaction. It's yeah. It, uh, that's one where I I, I kind of not not in a cynical way, but in a, we're all just people way. Try not to be too impressed of like, yeah, but what, who are they as a human being? But he's one where you just totally. can't fool yourself. No, totally. He is, he is history. He's literally living history, uh, in terms of his accomplishments, his effect on society on, on like a global scale. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. Pretty cool. Who's been your favorite? Uh, I mean, again, you've seen a ton, mm-hmm. but at, like favorite Saturday Night Live performance could even be past, you know, from watching, you know, years and years and years ago. Like who, you know, who, oh, who have in- you seen that you interesting? That, like performance wise, um, I know. I mean, what like like a big? You guys mine, may laugh at this, uh, but a big uh, a big moment on SNL for me, where like I went out of my way to seek the musical performance over the sketches. Was when Blink One Eighty Two played. Oh my god! Because I grew up like after Big Bear was Manhattan Beach. My family moved to Manhattan Beach, so any beach city punk, anybody from San Diego up to Malibu, you know, Pennywise, uh, Bad Religion, and you know, I I Blink One Eighty Two's, you know, within that in in my mind, driving around in my friend Ben's Bronco, just blasting damn it as loud as possible, uh, are pretty good memories. So. So I was excited for that. And then I got to meet those guys. They came and did Mad TV. That was amazing. And then Tenacious D was the year their album came out, came and performed with the Tenacious D All-Stars, which was the studio group they used. So Dave Grohl was playing drums. Uh, You know who their other drummer is? Who? Brooks Wackerman. Bad Religion. Bad Religion. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, it's like, 
the, the band, the backing band of Tenacious the coolest. D. And the first bass player they had was Steve McDonald. You know yeah, that? yeah, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I like that we're talking about this. Like as the podcast is ending, it's like let's talk about something Jonah knows a lot about. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, like I love bad religion. Like what? Well, it's totally perfect. Yeah, yeah. But well, before Jonah starts talking, thank you. Very right, right, yeah, yes. yeah. The things I gotta go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, but in, uh, people I've, I've seen live, the best the best performance that I've seen live in the space was Arcade Fire. Yeah. Um, the first time they came and played when I was there, they'd played before, but they put on a... I, I, don't, I feel like you were there. Yeah, I that, think I was like, there. seven or eight song concert after yeah. the show stopped, and Spike Jones was like moshing in front of the stage because Wynn literally said... All right, if people don't fill in, you know, you have to leave space for the cameras in front. But Wynn was like, if people don't fill in this space and come dancing, we're going to stop playing. So mm-hmm. you kind of got to trump, like, uh, the the uh, appropriate protocol uh, and just and just literally, like, have a blast. Does that happen a lot? Around. Bands play no. afterwards? No, no once, very yeah, rarely. Once in a while, but not that much. The craziest thing I saw was at season finale party where the Foo Fighters just played covers Live band for, like, karaoke. a couple hours. Was, with, yeah. Like Chris Mick Wade Jagger came out came song, up. Mick Jagger, like yeah. it was, it was insane. And then, and then last season, like the Killers came right from the Barclays Center, and they were introduced by Bono. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no big deal. Yeah, no, yeah. who's that? Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. That's just yeah. a random non-sweep sweep SNL man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's for nobody. It's literally for the three hundred people and whatever you know walkers by that want to look down at the Thirty Rock ice rink. Uh, it's just. That's that was our moment. That was just for us, which is pretty. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay, it's not that Taryn is so cool. It's not that Taryn is so talented. It's that Taryn's wife is a Marvel Comics superhero <laughs> who was in the Avengers. That's, yeah, see, not that big of a deal to me. And there's some people who would go, oh, "I'm very envious of that." Uh, that wow, some guys have all the luck, but with Taryn. No, no, no. Yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> Deserved. Cool. Well done. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and just can you think about like him hanging out with Jason Siegel and Neil Patrick Harris? Like just the comedy. How I Met Your Mother. Oh, gotcha. There you go. Uh, Bring it in. Bring it in. How's that stump town going down? Slow? It's going down. <laughs> it's going down slow and cold. <laughs> uh, no. That's I, what she said. <laughs> Oh God! To her friend, who is also a slut. <laughs> Anyways, uh, come on, we're trying to be funny. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> come on, everybody's already. You can hear this kind of humor at our live podcast, February twenty second at Union Hall in the city of Brooklyn, part of the city of New York. Yes, part of beautiful the Park Slope. Beautiful Park Slope. If you live in Park Slope, you could rent out your address so your friends with children could use it to get in the best school system in the borough. <laughs> Is it really? That's uh, dude. People do that all the time. Mm. It's insane. People want to go to the Park Slope like public schools. It's completely. I, I, I mean, I knew there were a lot of families there and like kids, but I didn't realize that there's. Sc- I figured that rich people live there anyway, so they just ship their kids off to yep. private they schools. They pirate addresses. Really? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's completely true. It's nuts. <laughs> do they have school buses? <clears throat> Like, they just, like, come to your house? They do. Like, like New York City does have some school buses, but you have to, like, it's weird. You have to kind of... It's not for every kid. If Like, you have to be a certain... You have to be a certain distance away, but then you can... But then you also have to, like, prove that you have enough kids to pick up, I think. I see. So you kind of have to, like, apply, I guess, for a school bus stop. 
How do your kids get to school? Do they ride motorcycles? The, they go on the MTA bus. MTA bus? Yes. Yeah. Nice. It is funny that you say they or ride... Or bicycle sometimes. They ride motorcycles because uh, Brad's son, his bicycle helmet is the evil Knievel helmet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I know so little about kids that I was. I asked how your kids got to school, and then I was like, "Is that a really personal question?" <laughs> like I was like, "Is that like a anything involving kids?" I'm just like, I don't know. No, it's... don't worry about it. They yeah. get there. <laughs> yeah. What, what What do you need to know for? What, what do you What do you What do you What do you care about my kids, man? People get really irate about that Coming if, like, him. your kid goes to you know private school. It's like, well, why do they go to private school? It's like, well, because I want this. Like, well, gee, easy. Yeah, Governor Christie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you enjoyed this podcast, um, go back through our archives, especially if you like Taryn. We've had on my sister Vanessa a couple times, um, 80, we have had on Mike O'Brien, Fred Armisen. We've had on some awesome people from SNL and we really appreciate it. Yes, Janine. And, uh, yeah, so check us out on Twitter, check us out on Facebook and thank you for listening. Muchas gracias. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.